This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Won't you raise your hand nice and high? You're grateful for something? I'll tell you what I'm grateful for this morning. I'm grateful for what happened yesterday between England and the All Blacks. How many of you are grateful for that result? <clears throat> Gives us hope. Amen. Well, praise God. I want to just thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for this wonderful opportunity to come and serve you with the word this morning. And I believe that it will encourage you. It will build you up. It will deliver you out of situations. It will deliver you out of a difficult mindset or perhaps a, a hard attitude that you've been struggling with because the word of God is life. So as I speak this life of God to you this morning, I trust that freedom will come. Encouragement will come Let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person that is here this morning. Thank you, Lord God, that your word is a double-edged sword, Father. And to this morning, it's going to have a powerful impact on every single person. Father, thank you as we learn about thanksgiving, as we learn about a grateful heart, as we learn about what it is that you desire from us in that area. Father, I thank you that people will be released from situations where they find it difficult perhaps to see something to be grateful for. I thank you, Spirit of God, for your anointing, and I'm dependent completely upon you, and I know that this word will be planted deep in the hearts of every person and produce fruit for years to come because it is your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, in our Christian lives, we learn about a lot of things that are good for us. For example, speaking positively. How many of you know that when you continuously speak positively over your life, it will change your circumstances? It will change your attitude. It will change your expectation. It can deliver you out of a difficult place and it will set you up for a healthy future. How many of you know that if we hear the voice of God and we recognize His voice, that that too can play a vital role in the success of our lives? What about eating healthy? Do you think that eating healthy is a good thing for you and it will uh, uh, give you a good long life? There's so many things. There's a long list of things in our lives that will play a positive role. And this morning, I want to deal with one of those, and that is dealing with thanksgiving. In fact, the title of my message is Thanksgiving Power. Because thanksgiving has the power to have a positive influence over your life. And so, um, you know, recent studies have concluded that expressing gratitude can have profound and positive effects on our health. It can have an effect on our mood and even the survival of our marriages. So if you're here this morning and you're married, I want you to know that you need to be grateful for your spouse. How many of you are grateful for your spouse here this morning? Praise God, I receive that positive amen in Jesus' name. In one study on gratitude, which was conducted by Robert A. Emmons, the results of that study showed that focusing on things that you are grateful for over a period of 10 weeks produces a 25% increase in happiness. How many of you desire to be at least 25% happier in your lives? So just by being grateful, this study, they had people just focus for 10 weeks on five things a week. Just write down five things a week, what you're grateful for. They didn't have to be, it didn't have to be huge, 
big things. It could be any little thing. But the point was to remain focused on the things that you are grateful for. They didn't select five people or ten people that had no problems in their lives. This study was over an array of people that everyday life people. And over this 10 weeks, that's what it showed. Not only that, not only were they 25% happier, but they even exercised an hour and a half more than people that had to focus on the negative things in their lives. So over a period of 10 weeks, I, I challenge you, for the next 10 weeks, write down five things that you are grateful for every week, one, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and see what happens over a period of 10 weeks. How many of you are willing to take up that challenge? I'm going to take up the challenge. I saw my challenge myself right now. And for you at home, I challenge you, Soma. So the gra uh, gratitude is good for you. In fact, I can't think of an instance where being grateful could ever be bad for you. I mean, gratefulness can only be good for you. But unfortunately, being the humans that we are, it's not always easy to walk around being grateful. It's not always easy to find a reason to be grateful. Sometimes we have to look real hard to find a reason because what is happening around us seems to be con consuming every part of our lives. Is there anybody here that's perhaps been in a place like that or might be in a place like that this morning? Well, I'm talking to you about Thanksgiving power, and I want to encourage you by the Word of God to begin giving God thanks even when it hurts. And see what God will do for you and just see what you will do for yourself through that. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16, the Bible says, Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful or give thanks in all circumstances. That can be a bit of a tough ask sometimes. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do we have anybody here this morning that is in Christ Jesus? Well, you know, God says that it's his desire, it's his will for you to be thankful in all circumstances. The, the, uh, the Passion Translation puts it like this. It says, in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks. For this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. It's God's perfect plan for you to always be giving thanks in every circumstance. So let's just look at that for a moment because I know some of you are thinking, gee, you know, it's easy for you to say, but if you were just to put yourself in my shoes, you'll find that it's not that easy. Well, look at this. We don't give thanks for everything. The Bible says that we are to give thanks in everything. I've been through a couple of doozies in my life, and I can tell you that in those instances, I could not think to give God thanks for what I was facing. But what I could have done is I could have given him thanks in that situation. Because how many of you know that a bad situation that comes along your path is not something that God puts there? He is a good God. And a good God is just good. So a good God wouldn't be the one who orchestrated bad things. And it's for that reason that that's a good reason for us to find something to give thanks for in every situation. The fact that our God is good. The fact that we will see it through that. He will walk alongside us. Why do you think he said give thanks in every situation? Because he's with you in that situation. 
Praise God. So we give thanks in every situation. God desires for us to give thanks in every situation. But how many of you know that just because God desires for us to do something doesn't mean that it happens automatically? You know, He desires for us to love our enemies, for example. And you know, something like that doesn't come automatically. But it's his desire. Now, God, do you think God would ever ask something of you that he knew there was no ways in this world that you would be able to do? He would never do that. So if he says, I desire for you to give thanks, to be grateful in every situation, number one, he must know there is something you can be grateful for. And secondly, he must know that it's possible for you to do that. But you see, the enemy will come against that all the time. He does not want you to be grateful for anything. If anything, he would try and keep your eyes off of whatever there could be that you can thank God for and keep you focused on the situation. Or he may try and weigh you down with guilt because of something that you may have done. And as a result of that, you find it difficult to give God thanks because you feel you're not deserving to even be able to do that. That's what he will do. Have a look at this in, um, in Colossians chapter 1, verses 3, talking about giving thanks in every situation. Paul writes, every time we pray for you, our hearts overflow with thanksgiving to Father God. He says in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16, I've not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. I've not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And in Philippians, this is what Paul says. He says, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. You need to understand, number one, that these three letters that Paul wrote, all three of them were written from the confines of a prison. And yet, in each case, he talks about giving thanks to God. That's the first thing. Giving thanks was a habit in the life of Paul. We need to make giving thanks a habit in our lives. We cannot determine when we are going to be giving thanks based on what is happening around us. God requires us to do it irrespective of what is happening around us. The second thing that we can take from these scriptures is that gratitude or being grateful is a part of prayer. Every time Paul came before God to pray, he made a point of giving God thanks. And you know, when we pray, one of the reasons why we pray is because we have needs that we need God to be aware of. And when we do that, it's important that we remember to give God thanks as well. In Philippians, basically, we thank him for the answer to our prayers. That's really what that's saying. But today, I just want us to be aware and focus on the need to be grateful, even if you have to force yourself. Look at what he says in, in Ephesians. He says, remembering. So we have to be mindful of giving thanks to God. Now, there are some things that would try to choke our attitude of gratitude. Maybe you've been there. Maybe you're there today where you're finding it difficult even to have a positive attitude, even towards God. I don't think I'm the only one that has had a challenge with God because of something that I'm dealing with or having to go through. So here are a couple of things. I mean, the list is long, folks, but I'm just going to give you five, thi five things that could choke your attitude of gratitude. The first one is criticism. People who 
criticize everything and everybody will find it difficult to be grateful in their lives. So you have to be careful of a critical spirit. You have to be careful of pointing fingers. You have to be careful of being ungrateful in this world. You know, an an ungrateful person is someone, another definition for being ungrateful is someone who is grumpy. Do you know someone who is grumpy? They can't find anything good or anything positive in life. Well, we need to be aware of that so that when grumpiness comes our way, that we can look grumpiness in the eye and, um, and say something positive. Spit something positive in the face of grumpy next time, I think. Uh, another thing that will choke our attitude of gratitude is hurt and past disappointments. You know, when you're hurting, it's very difficult to think of anything else. If you've ever hit your finger or slammed it in a car door or a bedroom door, or you've maybe hit your your finger with a hammer, you'll find that immediately all of your focus, all of your attention goes to that hurt. It's very difficult to say, Father, thank you that I only hit one finger and not all of them in Jesus' name. I mean, it's difficult to find something positive in that situation. And that is how it is in our lives. Our youngest is two and a half years old. And, you know, we have strived and will continue to strive to bring her up in the right ways and to teach her the right things. But there are things that we have not even had to be involved in as far as teaching our daughter is concerned that she has discovered all by herself. One of them is throwing a tantrum. We didn't even have to teach her how to do that. She did that all by herself. We didn't have to teach her to be ungrateful for something when she sees something else. We, she just learned to do that all by herself. Why? Because that's our inherent default human nature. It's to be grumpy. I think the Israelites coming out of Egypt were a great example of that. And we cannot look at them and think, yo, I would never have done that. You know, I, I saw an ocean open. I walked through on dry ground. How could they possibly moan and gripe about the next thing that would come their way? But that's what happens in our lives. We forget about the great open sea because the water that we're thirsting for and it feels like we're dying in the desert all of a sudden out trumps the fact that we walk through an ocean on dry ground. So that's how it works in our lives. So hurt and past disappointments. Hurt, when we're going through it, of course, uh, we can't deny that it's happening. But we can't hold on to it either and we can't use it as a crutch to allow ourselves to be at a place where we just are not grateful and we will focus on that for the rest of our lives because it is of that that this problem has now come into our lives. And that's what the enemy will do. You know, the book of Psalms has a lot of transparency regarding pain and suffering. But there's also a lot of thanksgiving or giving of thanks in the midst of that. For example, if we were to look at Psalm chapter 9, you can go and read that at home. But if you look there, you'll find that at the beginning of the psalm, David starts by giving thanks to God. He talks about how great God is and thank you for being my God. And, and there's just good things that he has to say about God. But as you read further down, when you get to verse 13, you'll find David is actually pleading to the Lord to have mercy on him since he was suffering at the hands of those who hate him. So David was going through this really terrible time and he, did, he was still able to give God thanks, but he was also very aware of the difficulties that he was facing in his life. To be thankful does not mean that you are going to avoid 
trouble in your life. But to be thankful means that you will successfully see it through the trouble in your life. Amen. Can I have an amen? Number three, something else that will choke our attitude of gratitude is the cares of this world. The Bible says in Mark chapter 4, verses 19, it says, But they allow, I want to read that again, they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth and the desire of other things to crowd out and choke the word so that it produces nothing. Number one, they allowed. It's a decision that we make. They allowed the desire of this world, the desires on the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches to choke, the Bible says, the word. And it produced nothing. Now, I want to tell you something this morning that the source of your thanksgiving and the source of my thanksgiving happens to be the word of God. So when the cares choke the word of God to the point where it produces nothing, that will include a grateful spirit. So we have to be careful not to allow ourselves to look at those things and begin to gripe and complain and moan and and forget about everything that we do have. The fourth thing is that focusing on circumstances will also choke our attitude of gratitude. If we continuously look around us at the things that are happening, and I mean, no matter where you are in the world, if you just look around you, there's enough to keep you busy looking at the negative. There's more than enough there. And if we keep focusing on the circumstances that are around us, we are not going to enjoy that healthy lifestyle. We are not going to enjoy that 25% more gratefulness if we just keep looking at what's happening around us. Now, while that's going on, if we would take time to focus on the good things in our lives and be grateful for that, the test, the scientific, not even the word of God who tells us that it's good for us, these scientific tests show that we will already be in a better place. So I'm giving you good advice here this morning. The Lord, His Word is giving us good advice. And lastly, comparing ourselves with others. This is something else that will choke our attitude of gratitude. The moment we keep looking around us, how can we be grateful when all we do is focus on what everybody else is getting? Have you ever seen what happens when you're handing sweeties out to children? Has that ever happened where you've got them around in a circle and you've got a packet of sweets and you're handing one to each child? Let's say they're sitting on a chair. They're usually jumping up so excited about the, 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 the sweet that they were given. One eye is on the sweet and a big fat smile is stretched across their face. The other eye is watching who else is getting what. Have you seen that before? And the moment one of the other children gets something that they desire or that they feel is better or bigger than theirs, or maybe they got two and not one, what happens to this thing that had just painted a huge smile across their face? The sweet usually hits the floor with a great amount of force. And they jump up with absolute um, unhappiness. It's such a weak word, but anyhow, with, with unhappiness and ungratefulness, this sweet means nothing. It means sweet nothing to them. All of a sudden, their focus is on what the other kids are getting. That's childlike behavior. And sometimes we can find ourselves in a place where we are giving childlike behavior. You know where I demonstrate that a lot, and I'm sorry to have to say that, is when our water is cut off in our area, or our water pressure is low, or our electricity is down, and people around us have got electricity and water. 
all of a sudden, I throw everything else that's good in my life on the ground. All I can think about is how unfair it is that we don't have what everybody else has got. Does that ever happen to you? But we need to be grateful, yes? Let me talk to you quickly about some benefits of a thankful heart. Here they are. Yes, here they are. Number one, it pleases God. To be grateful pleases God. It's His will. We've read that. It pleases Him. So that's a great benefit. Number two, it gives us access into His presence. So I think if God did not see gratefulness as important and something that he wanted you to do, then he wouldn't have made it the number one thing that you need in order to come into his presence. So Psalm 100 verses 4 says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and in his courts with praise. Thanksgiving is the password into God's presence. Can you say that? Say thanksgiving is the password into God's presence. Number three, another benefit of a thankful heart or being grateful or thanksgiving is that we magnify God. Do you know what it means to magnify God? It means that when we magnify God, we make Him bigger. And when we make God bigger and He is magnified, everything else in our life that is troubling us becomes smaller. You see, God was very clever in putting this in place. He knew that if we keep looking at the good, we will reduce the size of the bad. Look at what it says in Psalm 69 verses 30. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Say, I magnify God with thanksgiving. Another thing, another benefit is that it keeps us humble. You see, when we remember to give thanks to God for what He is and what He has done in our lives, when we remember to give Him thanks for the hope that He has given in our lives, God, allow, or God sees that as an act of humility. And you know, in James chapter 4, verse 7, the Bible says that God gives grace. God favors the humble. If you are uh, at a place where, you know, giving thanks, I remember in my life there was a time where uh, giving thanks to God was something that I did habitually. Even if it was groceries, when we, when we loaded the groceries into the boot of the car, thank God we could load them into the boot of the car and it wasn't just one bag on the back seat. But I remember thanking God. Father, thank you for the groceries that we were able to buy. When we bought new clothes, thank you, Lord, for the new clothes. When uh, we put fuel in the car, I would say, thank you, Lord, for the fuel. Just like that, I would be mindful of the fact that it was God that was causing this to take place in my life. And then when catastrophe, catastrophe struck in my life, um, you know, what happened was I started to slide away from that attitude. All that I could do is think about this thing that God allowed to happen in my life. And I had a score to settle with him. And I remember thinking to myself, I will not give thanks because look where it brought me in the first place. And my whole attitude, my demeanor began to change. And I remember uh, thinking to myself that if I was going to give thanks to God for anything, then I was basically letting him off the hook. And I wasn't about to do that. And so I felt, I, I, I knew I could see it happening in my life, but I chose to be, I chose to have a hard heart. I chose to take that road because I wanted, I wanted God to feel what I felt. 
And I thought that by doing that, I was going to get the message across. Anyhow, thank God for his goodness. I am so grateful for a God who's merciful. And I'm so grateful for a God who even in the midst of my... I nearly said harachatgeit. That he was not willing to walk away. Aren't you grateful for a God who's not willing to walk away? The fifth benefit of a grateful heart or being thankful is that it promotes good health. So you won't, you'll have less stomach problems. Uh, you'll have less stress if you just focus on the good things in life. Here's, uh, so now you might be asking, uh, uh, how do I live a lifestyle of gratitude? What can I do? And I just want to share one or two things with you that can help us uh, uh, live a lifestyle of gratitude. Number one, we need to discipline our thoughts to remain thankful even in difficult situations. It's much easier to sulk about our disappointments. That's that default setting and hardships than it is to search out what we can be thankful for in the midst of hardship. Our carnal nature defaults to focus on the bad instead of focusing our minds on uh, thanking God for his goodness. We have the mind of Christ. The Bible says that you have the mind of Christ and therefore you can press your thoughts towards him and not our circumstances. But this discipline comes with time. It will take time, but we have to start somewhere, right? Or we have to get back to what we were doing at some point, right? So why not today if that's you? Perhaps you also are walking a road similar to what I have walked and find yourselves in a difficult place in that respect. But I'm saying today you can make a decision and say, Lord, I'm going to be mindful and I'm going to start looking at things that I can be grateful for and rather focus on those. A second thing that we can do to live a lifestyle of gratefulness or thankfulness is to be generous. You know, generous or generosity is an expression of thanksgiving, but it also invokes thanksgiving. Look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. It says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in what? Thanksgiving to God. God's saying, if you're generous, it will result in thanksgiving to me. And since thanksgiving is my will and I desire that from you and from everybody, when you give and are generous, it's going to cause that to happen. It goes on and says, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but it is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Thanksgiving, generosity, excuse me, promotes thanksgiving. Not only that, but it triggers. God says it triggers many expressions of thanksgiving to him. And I can only but refer back to, to the shout out this morning. Those people that were given those things that they needed in their deepest time of need, surely they were grateful. So it promoted expressions of gratefulness. But you know, even though we like to believe that that is the case, I'm thinking right now about the 10 lepers that came to Jesus. They called out to Jesus in Luke chapter 7 and said, Lord, heal us, please. And Jesus said, go to the high priest and show yourself to them. You're healed. The Bible says that as they went, they, the, the, the leprosy left them. They could actually see that it had left them. But only one out of the 10 came back to thank Jesus. If you go and read that account in Luke chapter 7, you'll find that Jesus was actually surprised at this. He's like, weren't there 10 
but only one has come back to thank me. So thankfulness is something that doesn't come as automatic as sometimes we like to think. And so I want to leave you with this. Talking about how can I live a lifestyle of gratitude, Paul? In Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says this, Let your roots grow down into Him. Let your roots, in other words, be established in Him. And let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong and the truth you were taught, in other words, the Word, the Word of God, the truth that you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. I made a statement earlier on today and I said to you that the Word of God is the source of a thankful heart. The Word of God is the place where we will find this overflow of thankfulness. What do we need to do? We need to be established in the Word. The Word of God is filled with things that you can look out for to be grateful for. The Word of God has more than enough for us to look at and be grateful for. And God says, if you will establish yourself in my Word, if you will keep your eyes on my Word and grow down deep in my Word, then you will overflow with thanksgiving. It's like it will be an automatic side effect. So I want to encourage you this morning. The Word of God is uh, produces a thankful nature. And, a th- and thanksgiving or a thankful nature will result in a happy life. A thankful nature will result in a prosperous life. A thankful nature will result in a breakthrough life. A thankful nature will result in a healing in our lives. A thankful nature will result in favor upon our lives. So I want to encourage you this morning, be grateful. Take time to thank God. Look for things in your life that you can be grateful for. And God says, that will change the course of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.